from Landgrant <laughs> Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Hello again and welcome back. We are back from summer vacation and this is another episode of the Beers with the Brewers program. Recorded live at the Land Grant Brewing Company. We took a couple weeks off, but we're back and arguably about the same as when we left. Recording live on a Monday morning. It's awfully quiet in here, but uh, we're going to have a beer anyway and talk about it. I'm joined today by taproom manager, Eric. Bonjour. Hello. And as always, back in port, the captain of the Beers with Brewers ship is Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. There it is. We haven't, we haven't missed a step other than having to re-record this intro. We are talking today about a beer that we've done a few times, but we've kind of uh, come out with a new generation of. The Women's World Cup is in action now. The women, as we record, are 1-0. and oh, And hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, they will be 2-0. and oh. um, But it is, uh, it, is, it is kicked off down under, so we're calling this beer Home Down Under this time around. And uh, we've changed the recipe up a little bit. It's tasting great, and it is available um, only on draft and in the tap room. Um, and Dan, you're going to tell us about some of those changes we made. Going to try. Uh, so 6.2% ABV, uh, 45 IBUs. Uh, so the base of this beer is the same, um, uh, grist-wise. So it is meant to kind of mimic a higher ABV version of an American light lager. So uh, you know, our house uh, domestic pilsner and uh some flake corn uh which just isn't in there in high enough a percentage that you're like oh this is corny but um uh just lightens the color and body of it uh and then we uh use our house lager yeast uh but we ferment it a little bit on the warmer side uh around 65 uh so you're uh it, it just gives you lens to that kind of crisp lager like impression uh, Hops-wise, we used um, just uh, Flex, which is uh, a flowable, basically flowable IBUs. We use that up front just for a very clean bitterness. And then we peppered in Michigan uh, cashmere uh, throughout. I think it was like 30, 15 Whirlpool. I think we even did an active uh, ferment dry hop, which usually you wait for uh, the yeast to do their thing and drop them out. But um, sometimes if you throw hops in while the yeast are active, uh, they can do some weird biotransformational stuff. Um, and then, yeah, hit it on the dry hop again. So uh, this comes from Top Hops up in Michigan, um, where uh, our uh, production team uh, actually recently spent the night, apart from me, because um, I was here, because beer never sleeps. Um, but, uh, our usual West coast cashmere, uh, which is uh, a staple of Osher, uh, this is pretty much all the things that that is just kind of like more, um, you know, hops, uh, there's very much a large element of terroir, um, depending on where you plant them and the soil conditions and, uh, the critters growing in the soil and whatnot. So, um. 
the stuff we get from the West Coast, if you were to pop open a bag, the first thing I get is like very heavy tangerine. Um, and then to a lesser extent, some lemon lime and a little bit of a woody coconut thing. Uh, this, uh, yes, that, but it's more tropical up front, I feel. And um, yeah, I dig it. You know, I'm a little disappointed when I saw that I uh, came back from vacation and saw it was home down under. We changed it. Uh, that, that might be the New Zealand hops, but I'm not disappointed in the taste, just the name. The, the that was the original intent. Okay. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna lie, um, but the one uh, Southern Hemisphere hops can be very expensive, uh, like over twice as much per pound as. Um, stuff we can get here and we couldn't get the ones that we wanted um i think we were looking at like nectar on and uh crosby has what they call their cgx is is their version of cryo like ultra concentrated version and we wanted to try that on this but uh yeah they're super super so hot right now um so we couldn't get a hold of them but um we did um have these cashmeres that we really wanted to try and uh, because this beer is fermented cold and has like a minimal yeast presence it's kind you kind of get the truest expression of the hop out of it um, so we thought this would be a very good beer to to try these out on yeah it's got a really nice hop character to it um, for sure and it's it's tasting very very good it's really refreshing I won't keep saying home down under <laughs> You feel free to use the the accent as much as you as much as you want to. Dan, I had a question, and um, and this might not be as exciting as maybe I think it is, but the the term flex flowable extract always sounds really futuristic and fancy to me. And I've seen that popping up sort of more on our uh, recipe sheets uh, lately. And you, so you say it's like a you described it as a flowable hop, basically. But I'm not quite sure what that means. So it. Um basically it looks like vibrant green corn syrup um, and has about a very similar viscosity to it. It's easiest we'll we'll measure it out in um, plastic graduated cylinders but you really it's best to uh, try to pre-mix in some hot wort first and kind of shake it up because it it sticks to everything I'm picturing like the slime from like Nickelodeon shows Yes. Is that okay? Or cool. Ghostbusters, as you will. Aye. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you get it um, on your fingers, and you're, you're like, it's best to wear gloves because you're not going <laughs> to smell anything else. And um, if you're, uh, because it is, it's very, it's basically concentrated alpha acids. Um, if you want to give yourself a jolt, um, take a lick, and um, <laughs> yeah, won't be tasting anything but bitter for yeah. like the next two days. Got it. Our brewer Patrick did that um, on a dare. He's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, he can attest. Okay, well, that kind of lines up with what, with what I thought it was in my head. So that's exciting. Um, cool. So this beer, uh, obviously, we, we put this beer out um, around these big sporting events, and it's definitely meant to be a drinker and one that you can sort of enjoy throughout the throughout the match and a little bit before the match and hopefully celebrate with one after the match um but you know how you know this 
How crushable is this beer? It's it's not available in cans right now, so it is just 16-ounce pints, but we will uh, apply the usual one through six crushability scale to mm-hmm. this, obviously, for science, you know, keep everything consistent. Um, but Eric, how, how crushable would you say this beer is? Well, I tried it uh, when I was sampling on all the beers to catch up on when I came back from my vacation, and uh, so this is my first time truly having a pint of it, and I'll say just after brushing my teeth with a fresh palate here in this early morning record, I could do four of these, yeah. Especially yeah. if I start at ten a.m. Yeah, I think like four or five is is probably where it's at. I mean, six point two. It's not you know, it's not big. It's not small, but it's. Uh, I think, uh, I think four is probably pretty good. Yeah, I'm at a five, but I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> of course, he Dan's is. Dan's rounding up to five. Madman. I, I probably crush more responsibly than I than I used to, but um, <laughs> this uh, finish is very dry. Yeah, uh, and I like that. It's like finished at like 1.2 play-doh so uh for reference water is zero so i mean basically all the sugar that we stuck in there the yeast ate it up yeah it's definitely one of those beers that keeps you you know wanting more and wanting that next sip for sure so yeah it's yeah i could i could be definitely talked into five same let's roll it up to five let's go up to five unanimous dan's uh very persuasive argument He's literally twisting her arms right now. You Process can't see him this record. Um, it's a five, damn it, he says. Yeah. So hey, you were on a cruise. I was. Speaking of boats. You yes. Know. Wait, we were speaking of boats. Well, Dan's always on a boat when he's uh. on a podcast. Um, <laughs> did you have any good beer on your cruise? You know, uh, there was not a wide variety. I just stuck to uh, Sierra Nevada was my, my drink of choice on the ship. So I had a bunch of those. And I had one mojito and quickly decided to go back to Sierra Nevada after that. Yeah. It was a solid choice. Yeah. We, we did a Disney cruise last year, and I definitely I drank a lot of um, oxidized, two-hearted, and oxidized high lie yeah. from uh, Cigar City. No, the package date was fresh on that Sierra Nevada. So, I uh, yeah, I was pretty pleased with that. Yeah. I, I guess the, the Disney cruise is not the like prime consumer of craft yeah they're probably holding on to a lot of those beers from (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I did make a switch to you know gin and tonics and the like um because the beer was just not not great fair fair dan what's your uh, drink of choice when you're like uh on a cruise ship and you're stranded with not a lot of (laughs) options cruise beer yeah or when you're when you're in sort of a craft beer desert sort of situation yeah, I'll usually, if there are uh, serviceable cocktails, yeah. I'll go there. But something uh, like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is a solid choice if you can find uh, find it. Yeah, I was not expecting to see it on the boat, but I uh, was very too. happy. And yeah, it's always, you know, you just you run into those things where it's like you get in a situation like that, like where they're not really moving through a lot of IPA in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and they're also probably just like, not buying a bunch more to replace the old stuff and it's just that ipa has just been on that boat for a while and waiting for someone like me to come along <laughs> exactly <and laughs> I th- I, we were just doing our civic duty yeah because uh <laughs> if you get the drink package for the cruise both people in your room have to have the drink package but my wife is expecting so i had to drink for both of us and i think well, i went through a healthy portion of that that cruise ships let's hit that down. minimum right yeah. yeah exactly there you go well congratulations yeah. and welcome back to to dry land here oh yes happy to be happy Did you to go be anywhere cool uh we went to the bahama island grand turk uh nassau and then there was like a island that the carnival cruise line kind of owns or or is it like destination mm-hmm. so yeah, it yeah. was 
like their little private island. So those three. It's a great cool. time. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. You guys snorkeling or anything? No. Just just chilled out. Yeah. <laughs> just go. chilled out on the a little on the time beaches. away from the kid. That's, yeah. that's the way to do it. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else we want to add? So I, I mentioned this at the beginning. Um, home, right? This this edition of Home is available only on draft, only at the tap room. So come get it. It's super fresh. It's tasting great. It should be available. Um, we had a huge, huge turnout for yeah. game one of the uh, world's cu- uh, the Women's World Cup against Vietnam. So uh, if you, I mean, uh, Wednesday is behind us at the time of this mm-hmm. podcast. But uh, if uh, the women keep moving forward, yeah, you got to come down and have a, a tap room home here because it it's a lot of fun to watch these yeah. games with this crowd. Um, probably goes without saying, we will definitely be open for all ma- all USA matches that are at. Um more or less reasonable times. The, the third match, the upcoming match, is at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. I'll do it. Well, I'll <laughs> open that tap room. <laughs> well, um, so we, we will not be opening for that one, but hopefully um, the, the, the women are moving on to the, to the knockout stage, and we will uh, do our best to have all those matches on, and hopefully the, the TV networks accommodate the, uh, <laughs> the time changes for us over here mm-hmm. with the scheduling of those matches. But... Um, but yeah, we hope the women um, win their what third in a row, which would be pretty amazing. And uh, home should be available throughout the World Cup. So you made enough, Dan. I mean, all right, just I, you know, I don't want to run I'll, out of this. I'll probably put a dent in it, yeah. but hopefully there'll be. I, yeah, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say it's not a guarantee, but uh, it it uh, get down here and drink it um, as soon as you can. It's delicious. Um, yeah, these Michigan hops really really shine in this beer. Um, all right. Well, speaking of the tap room and things that we're doing there, uh, we got some stuff coming up. Um, as mentioned, we will be showing all the Women's World Cup matches, or the USA at least, um, that are not at 3 a.m. Um, this Thursday, uh, we got live music every Thursday in the, bu- in the beer garden, weather permitting. Um, tap room favorite Waves de Ache will be here 6 to 8 this Thursday, uh, which will be today if you listen to this podcast um, live. <laughs> on re- on release, <laughs> uh, they're great. They they played a bunch of times. Um, and come see them. Come check them out. Uh, Friday night is our all all our welcome DJ series, uh, which is put together by our friends at the Freshest Events. Um, this Friday, starting at nine p.m., is DJ Mr. King. Um, they're here every Friday. They put on a good party. Uh, it's a good time. Well, Saturday is our Saturday Sounds event. Um, I believe that is TBA at this recording moment i need to check with uh with lauren about that one but um saturday night we always have some kind of music some kind of live music going on in the tap room or sorry in the beer garden so come on down for that uh sunday f1 race is the belgian grand prix uh this sunday that's at 9 a.m we will be open for that so if you're an f1 fan we do open for all of the non 1 a.m races which is pretty much all of them there's just a couple that are at uh 1 a.m but we'll be open for that, so come join us for that. Uh, food, we have a new Wednesday food truck, um, Flavor 91. They're good. Is it 90, I, want, I wanted to say 92 for a second, but I think it's 91. It is 91. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Flavor 91 is here now on Wednesdays. Excited to have them. They do, like, really nice uh, burgers, wings, uh, salads, good stuff. Um, Ray Ray's here Thursday through Monday, or Thursday through Sunday. Late Night Slice here Thursday through Monday. Tortilla Street Food here Tuesdays. Um, we always got something to eat down here. So come down, drink some beer, eat some food. 
Um, I will put in a plug. So we've moved past the heat check. I think the last episode of this podcast dropped before heat check. Heat check was awesome. Um, Talib Kweli came through and DJed the night after heat check or the, sorry, the evening of heat check. So sad to miss that. We had to reschedule that one from the week before, but he came through. It was awesome. Beer garden was packed. It was incredible. Um, the next edition of Salve coming up, um, August 12th, I believe. Um, don't quote me on that, but go to the website, the next edition of Salve coming in a couple weeks, um, with Rich Medina, another incredible DJ that Jay Rawls is bringing to town. Um, so come check that out. Uh, and then also our next big, big event, um, is a lot closer than I think we all realize, but it's, uh, the ninth anniversary party It's going down Labor Day weekend. That is September 2nd, Saturday, September 2nd. It's like a month away. I, it's crazy. Sure is. Um, yeah, it's, it's coming quick. Uh, but, uh, Ohio state's away that day. We'll have a full day of music, some special beer releases, um, and all the fun stuff you have come to expect from a land grant anniversary party will be happening then as Saturday, September 2nd. So put it on your calendar and uh, be here. Don't skip the best part of the podcast where we tease the Tuesday movie. Oh, yeah. What is the Tuesday movie? Well, it's Tom tease Hanks. It for me. It's Tom Hanks' directorial debut featuring the band The Onetters. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a fun movie. It is a fun movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I glossed over Tuesdays. Tuesdays, we have trivia uh, with our friend Travis, um, and we followed that up with a movie, which was just um, pretty well teased by Eric. If it's a movie you've seen, you probably get it pretty quick, but it's a fun one. Um, so join us for trivia and a movie on Tuesdays and get a burrito or taco from Tortilla. But, uh, yeah. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week or uh, later this Something. week for that matter, but um, we'll figure it out. We have maybe. a lot of good beers out that are not that have not been covered on this podcast yeah, Some new I, stuff that yeah, Dan's been I, cooking up. I think we've got a lot of draft-only stuff that I think would be fun to talk about. There's a couple um, that uh, he's done that I really, really am a big fan of, so maybe we can do a doubleheader. Yeah, maybe we can grab a couple of those beers on Friday and record that. But, yeah. but Dan, you're going to be in Montana, right? I am. And tell us, you guys are doing some fun out there, right? I guess uh, going on a cruise um, to Montana? <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, being landlocked, I'll have to leave my wow. pontoon behind. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, our, our friends at Malt Europe uh, invited us out for Barley Days. So uh, our head of ops, uh, Vic, and I are going out there and um, going to see the Malt House, uh, tour the barley fields. Um, I don't know. It may or may not be. Uh, it's cornfields with baseball players. So barley fields? Is there like football players run out? Or, um, <laughs> uh, this is a, a field of dreams situation? Yeah. Um, Build they will come. But yeah, it'll, it'll be a good time. Mountains, fields, fresh air. I'm assuming copious beer. Um, I would hope so, yeah. yeah. Although I, I, I understand um, uh, a lot of the uh, attendees will be distillers, which could be potentially very dangerous. Yeah. Um, Does Montana produce any big beer brands or like uh, big craft beer brands? Like, ask me too. I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we can. I can edit the part where you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> or if the answer is sure. no, we can just get do. So. And to find out, <laughs> go, to, go to the Montana Craft Brewers Association yeah. website, and they will fill you in. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some good beer in um, Montana. There's got to be in Bozeman. And, I'm sure know, Victor and Dan will bring some back, yeah, knowing yeah. those guys. Yeah, so we'll expect a full report uh, for that at the po- on the podcast. Yeah. Whenever that is. Two weeks from now, 
so it'll come out in like a month on in real time. I don't know, but yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll get some maybe we can get some beer bartenders on the on the podcast on Friday and talk through some of their favorite beers right now. But anyway, yeah, we'll be back with some kind of episode next something, week. Something something's um, gonna happen. Something we'll get we'll it out there. Bar- we'll talk Barbenheimer. Okay, we can just do a movie podcast next week. <laughs> I, I zagged and saw um, uh, Asteroid City. Ah, uh, the new Wes Anderson. Sunday. Yeah. While every, like literally apparently everyone else in the world was seeing one of those other two movies. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Anyway, so this has been Beers of the Brewers. We're shaking off the rust after two weeks off, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But thanks for listening. Um, come see us at Land Grand Brewing Company. And uh, when you do, be sure to tip your bartenders. Out. Cheers.